0: hey there thank you for stopping by our podcast you are about to listen to an episode one of our, our original episodes of our first uh, i think 10 or so uh, where we were branded under the podcast name own your business and we now have changed and are, we've rebranded as greer method complete coaching and really what's cool about this podcast is um, if you listen from the beginning to where we are presently you'll see the refinement that goes on as an entrepreneur figures out what works and what doesn't. And as quickly as they can, discards the things that don't, and then uh, really drive hard the things that do. And that's been my journey um, as the host and as the founder of the company and uh, host of the podcast. Uh, I've constantly been trying to reevaluate, uh, remove what's not working, and then Uh, really dial up and emphasize what is working. So thank you for coming here. Just know that you might hear some random references to own your business, but know that you are in the right place and you are listening to Greer Method, the podcast. Thanks for listening. Please leave a comment, uh, like us, share us. That helps us get our message out and uh, definitely apply what you're learning, what you're listening to uh, in any way that you can, whether it be big or small, to produce better, more meaningful outcomes for yourself. Hey guys, welcome to Own Your Business. I am your host, Jared J. Greer, executive coach. I work with entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives to help them reach peak performance in all areas of their life, business included. It's an important aspect of what I do. This episode is one you're gonna love, especially if you are in a business right now where you are trying to get your product, your idea, your business to move forward, and you're using marketing as a avenue for that which if you're not you're probably not selling very much i would i would guess so we sit down with scott Sorensen, who is the founder of a company called compete agency which is honestly disrupting the marketing space he's bringing marketers together and making them compete for contracts for big companies many of which you're familiar with and have and are and are have bought their products so take a listen it's definitely a, a eye-opening interview. We get into the reality that just because you build it, your website, your business, your product doesn't necessarily mean that they'll come. Marketing is just central to your ability to get your get reach on your product, on your business, on your ideas. And so he talks about you know how do we do that? We talk about some of the challenges of marketing your business, especially in this day and age where. There are so many options and so many people raising their hand saying, hey, I can market that for you, I can sell that for you. We talk about the importance of testing your ads, whether it be through Facebook or other other channels, making sure that you know what's actually working and how long to actually let those ads run to be able to determine, is it actually working? And he also talks about when and how to refine your target audience. So this is an episode that if you're looking at you know, hiring somebody to do your marketing. If you feel like you just totally can't do it yourself, this is an episode that you're going to love. I honestly came away from it feeling like, hey, marketing is not this, you know, this, this myth that can be done. It's not some super secret society. Scott breaks it wide open where most marketers I think do try to keep, keep it under lock and key because that's, you know, that's how they make money. So Scott is not worried uh, (laughs) about whether or not, sharing these secrets is going to cost him any business because he's he's certainly disrupting the marketing space he's confident in his product and uh, clearly it's working so have a listen sit back and enjoy this episode of own your business hello everyone my name is jared greer executive coach i work with executives business owners and entrepreneurs to really help them live at peak performance in all areas of of life, and not just one or two. I am on today with my guest, Scott Sorensen, who I'm thrilled about because Scott is the founder of Compete Agency, and I'll have him share a little bit about that. Uh, But he's also a serial entrepreneur. This guy has done amazing things in his career. He's got it together, and he's going to give us some advice and guidance on how we can be better marketers in our businesses, what works, what doesn't work. Um, and we're just thrilled that that uh, he's taking the time to come with us today. Scott, welcome, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks, Jared. Yeah, dude, that's quite the intro. I feel like super accomplished and like really, really special. So job-, job I said every word that you sent over, so- Yeah, you read it, perfect. Yeah. I can read, you know? I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> thanks for reading the script.
0: <laughs> well, give us a little bit of background because I, you know, maybe I'll give everybody some background, you know, if you're in business for yourself right now, especially with the boom of technology, it, marketing is one of those things that people probably pull their hair out more than anything else. I think the bald people in the world probably have tried to market one of their products right. or a few of their products on their own.
1: And now so more give bald. us some
0: background of, yeah. And now they're more bald. They don't, they don't have as much hair. Yeah. Give us some background on kind of who you are, how you got into what you're doing now um, and, and then we will kind of take from there
1: uh, sure so I guess the quick of it is um, I um, I fell into marketing I uh, actually have a sales background I uh, ran a call center in my previous life and wrote scripts and I mean we had 200 seats it was incredible um, but through that process I learned you know what how to how to talk and and, and help people get to you know key points and and help people get past objectives and um, just kind of what was frustrating them when to bring those things up when not to um, and then from there I worked for um, a startup it was honestly like a hobby and um, literally as I'm getting hired as an intern there it was like in April and and during my lunch uh, which was who was gonna take me on they were like yeah I don't even know if we'll be around in December Um, and so I was like, well, I need something to do for the summer. (laughs) And, um, so I don't, you know, after December, I really don't care. Uh, that turned into like a five year incredible career. Um, the company went from, you know, the $10,000 in revenue to over a hundred million in like three years. Uh, in 2013, it was, uh, the fat, it was like ninth fastest growing company in the country, I think on the Inc 500. Um, Company's called Goal Zero. It's out of Utah. It's where I went to school. So I met them. It was a portable solar company. So you'll find uh, them in REI and Cabela's and outdoor. Anyways, it just went awesome. Um, and that company was purchased and it created an opportunity for me and some friends to uh, start our own thing. So we did the big jump, quit our jobs. And uh, after learning just an incredible amount, we started our own marketing agency. And the idea was to help entrepreneurs and things like that start kind of you know hopefully do what we just did with that company um and i've so i've been running what, my what amazing... led
0: you to the marketing sorry i yeah, want yeah, to jump yeah. in what led you to the marketing side of it because that's you know you you had already kind of proven yourself in one world and then why marketing
1: yeah so I, I like uh, it's like a Buzz Lightyear quote, but it's, it's, I feel like marketing is sales with style, you know, it's kind of like falling with style with flying, but it's, (laughs) I I love that I have an opportunity to like pre-craft a message. I feel like sales face-to-face experience is you just have to kind of be good on your feet and you have to know your facts. You have to have a bunch of stuff memorized, but marketing, you can take, you know, oh, this image is going to go really well with this phrase and then, once they see that, if we show them this, and I just I just became obsessed with that, and then you get analytics with it. I loved the data. I loved that I could mm. send out ten ads, you know, trying to sell something, and then I could watch which one did best. and then me and the team could try and figure out why this one did better and how we can make more like that. I just loved how um, it was more of a complete story and it was repeatable and and, and 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 if you if you do use data to make decisions, there, there isn't too much of a debate. You know, it's just like, yeah, is this ad better than this ad? Done. And in sales, I mean, you either close the deal or you don't. You don't really get, you know, is your tactic good? It might have just been timing with that client. You know, it may not have anything to do with you. It was just you happen to have the product that they needed at that time, and that's your only feedback. So. I, I was over the sales team there at the beginning, but then I just started migrating into the web team. Um and I just I just fell in love with it. So um I was the director. What of my, time frame
0: are we think are we talking about when that when you started to migrate into the website? Because you've been at this for a while now
1: and so what yeah, what so that time was was that? So that was like geez, two thousand and Thirteen until uh, okay. a few years ago. So, so the the goal zero thing was four or five years, um, and I was over the website for the last three or four, um, among other things. But I was the director of marketing there for that. Um, it was just, I mean, I had like a four million dollar budget. We, we were buying like, like wow. ads, ads in like uh, Sky Mall magazine, and we were on QVC. <laughs> I was in Florida at the QVC headquarters. I mean, I just got this incredible, like, wow. Just education, hardcore and marketing. And I just, I just took full advantage of it. I didn't even know it was like unique. I remember having conversations with people. I'm like, how do you, how do you decide what, what networks to put your TV commercial on? And people would be like, my marketing budget is like $10,000 for the whole year. I'm like, oh, oh okay so this isn't normal it isn't normal to like <laughs> you know, this intern now four or five years out of college and mm. i i've got this multi-million dollar budget so um i learned pretty wow. quickly that it was a unique experience and and then and i that's just
0: pre pre-marketing digital marketing boom would you say or um, was it ramping up because i i kind of feel like marketing yeah. these days you know you, you go to a conference and you've got all the financial planners and then you've got all the business coaches and now you've got all like the digital marketers. And Yeah, no, it's true. The, it's like, know.
1: it's like everyone now has an SEO guy, you know, it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's like, Oh, I do, you know, and now it's like general, it's not just like, Oh, I do PPC, pay-per-click. It's like, Oh, I do search engine optimization or I do. It's just like, I do online marketing. It's like, which version, like what kind, you know, like, what do you, what's your specialty? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You say you're good at everything on social, uh, on digital. That's, that's a lot, you know? Um, (laughs) But yeah, I would say it was right in the middle of that. I mean, we, we were, we had an e-commerce shop. Like my, like I was number one goal was sell as much products as I could online. So we definitely were hard into social media. You know, honestly, it was more, we were the young guys trying to convince the old guys that we need to we need to tell stories on social. And they're like, what is that? You know, like like grandma shares with me stories on social. And we're like, no, 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 this is different. Like, like we need <laughs> you know, we need to do something awesome or we need to get ambassadors, you know, because cause before it was like, you know, here's Leonardo DiCaprio wearing your watch in a magazine. Like that's what ambassadors right. were. And now it was like, you know, you know you had monsters, and this is actually like the case study we kept using over and over again was um, GoPro. This was like the like heart of GoPro, you know, this content marketing company. They built their entire company on the video of the day, you know? Mm. Um, their entire like marketing was um, sign up for our free giveaway every day. Like that's how they built that place was we give away everything we make every day and people just hand wow. it over their information like crazy to GoPro right and GoPro I, I always I always got mad because I'm like GoPro cheats like their product literally creates content like it's <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like how can we be the GoPro? It's like we're not a camera you know we're not a microphone we're not like we yeah. Have to, we have to use cameras to tell our story. So um but GoPro is always funny right cuz they always had like one GoPro shooting the cool shot and then they had another GoPro shooting the GoPro you know yep. so like,
0: <laughs> there you go this it is how we got that
1: yeah yeah so um so i just tell you you get it.
0: into marketing you I guys start your own it. agency go ahead
1: yep ran my own agency and first thing you learn when you start your own agency is if you don't have any past clients no one trusts you so um uh, we invented a product we um actually i think i have to, yeah so i invented uh with a buddy of mine of uh, this wallet company and we wanted to show we know how to do packaging we knew how to do product development and so we designed all of this branding logo website from soup to nuts 100 percent. Wow. Um, and we did a kickstarter that went really well we did a really cool um hilarious kickstarter video and right after that, like we just started getting clients. It was like, I want you to do that for me. I want you to do that for me. And so that was the best thing we did uh, for my agency was like invent our own brand. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have one, so yeah.
0: And you just recently sold that company, right? Yeah, the so Walling
1: Company. Two months ago. Yes, we had it for four years, and unfortunately. It was like everything else kept us it wasn't even on, it was like on the stove but it wasn't even like on a back burner it was just like in the corner and we just didn't give it any love and so we finally just said okay let's let's give our baby to to someone that's going to take care of it so yeah i met someone here oh, in man. north carolina that got fell in love with it and uh, he's crushing it he's in a whole bunch of shops around here and they're doing great so it's awesome
0: awesome Tell us about how Compete Agency began, because that's yeah. been around a shorter amount of time, but yeah. give, give everybody the scope of it and kind of what you guys do.
1: Sure, so so the the marketing, I'm sure you can relate to this, like it, it's a hustle, right? Like, like I have my job, I have my like help people market their products well. That's what my company does. Well, you know, don't do this, do this, help you guide you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, hopefully they outgrow us, right? Hopefully they have to like hire someone a giant agency in New York and da-da-da-da. They're you know, outside of our, our wheelhouse. And so, you know, that happens. You you cycle through customers, they have their growth, and then they hire in-house or whatever happens. And so it's this constant hustle of taking care of what's mine and then finding new business. And so you learn really quickly, and, and this is like if you are ever talking to entrepreneurs that are thinking about getting in the game, like they need to understand that sales is king. Like if you can't sell your idea, your product and like no one else is going to care about it as much as you. And so, so you learn very quickly yeah. as you become an entrepreneur, I'm sure as you can relate that like, Oh, I need to know how to have reach, have people react to my message and come back and buy what I'm selling. Um, one of my favorite um, presentations I've ever been to, um, the guy went off about um, the movie, If You Build It, They Will Come, Field of Dreams.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Do you remember this? I think I told you about this. Yeah. And he was going off about if, you know, why did that work? Why did those people come? And and people are like, oh, because he he showed, you know, this is like an SEO conference, you know, he, well, he, he planted seeds throughout the movie, da, da, da. And he's like, no, no, everyone's wrong. And it was like gosh why and he's like because it's a movie like the only reason (laughs) the people showed up at the end is because it was written in the script and so he was yeah it's a hard lesson learned when the client has spent their life savings on this beautiful website or all this product development and then they're like okay now 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 people buy it and it's like no one's listening no one's going to accidentally type in your url like it uh, does not happen yeah and yep. so very quickly you learn that you know marketing is is king you know and and people you know and it isn't it isn't the best product doesn't always win sometimes it's the product with the best story or the product with the most reach
0: um well that's where so let let me just go in on that for a second because i think i mean that's it, Marketing itself is sometimes positioned as, hey, you need this new, fancy, shiny website because that's, that's right. what's going to get you more sales, right? And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's just so much more that goes into it where, to your point, you've got to be out there selling it. You've got to be talking about it. You've got to know your own features and benefits. But yeah. how often do you see that that's one of the first things that get offloaded? Somebody's like, you know what? I'm going to hire this guy to go sell it. Yep. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I compare it to, um, um, I don't know why, maybe I learned this in some book or heard it once before, but it seems to be the go to example, but it's like, um, like the rat trap, like, the website is the, the the trap that captures the rats, but you have to have rats. And so you can have the best trap in the world, the best website in the world but if no one's going to it, it's not going to catch anything. doesn't matter. Vice vice versa. You can have all the traffic in the world, but if your trap sucks, no one's going to stick. And so it, it is a relationship. And unfortunately, I think what you're alluding to is what happens a lot is people think, especially founders. I don't know why founders I'm going through this with a few clients right now where they just like, Oh, what if the website did this and let's add this feature and let's do this and that. And I'm like, let's move some products first like let's let's figure out where your holes are before yeah. you add a feature let's figure out which ones are broken you know it's like it's like what's your cart fallout rate oh i have no idea yep why are you adding a new page if you haven't even fixed the foundation of your site you know so i think founders and and executives love pretty things but you know it, it's actually hilarious like think about the sites you use they're not pretty at all. Amazon, Amazon, number one e-commerce website in history. It is the ugliest right. website ever. That thing's gross, right? <laughs> like it's not pretty. Like those- And buttons, not fancy, right? It's not yep. fancy. It's, it's not an Apple website, right? Mm-hmm. It, and, and, and to that point, like, you know, you buy Apple at an Apple store typically. Um, but like, you know, you, you know Apple's experience as a brand is different. But in terms of just like, you know, like Craigslist, a lot of people use Craigslist. It's it's disgusting. <laughs> like. But yeah. people have been using it for forever Been yeah. a top 20 site for forever. It's, so sometimes it's not about pretty. It's about function and it's about meeting the need. You know, that that needs to come first and then you can make it look pretty.
0: Um, well, I love that we're going to get into a presentation that you shared, you've been sharing yeah. publicly recently. We'll get into that in a little bit, but I, I think that's going to show and hopefully give some people how do you navigate between the i want all the bells and whistles i want my product to look and feel and be perfect in every way versus mm-hmm. okay here's the things that actually work that will get you noticed that will get actually attract for lack of for, to use your word
1: rats, attract yeah, the rats yeah. right? i know it's a terrible <laughs> it's a terrible metaphor but like, <laughs> you want the trap to like cut the rat's head off and that's a win no uh, yeah. But I guess we're the, killing the, rats here. We're killing rats. You need <laughs> rats, and you need a good trap to kill rats. Um, but to finish that story, like um, the hustle of a of a owning a marketing agency, always trying to find new people. And and I, I, Jared, you probably relate to this very well. It's it's hard to like convince people that I'm worth it, right? Like I'm really good. Like like please yeah. give me your money, and I will help you make more money. You know, it, it's it's a hustle. It's a pitch, and so yeah. Um, I just, I remember, you know, you know, probably eight months ago now or so, I remember just being so frustrated because I was talking to a potential client and in my, and I could just see the roadmap to their success. And I'm just like, oh, I know how to like blow this up for them. And they just wouldn't commit. And I'm just like, I wish, I wish I could prove to them, you know, I've got all sorts of testimonials and examples and look, we did this for this site. But you know, the truth is, is like every site is different. Every product is different. I can show you examples and give you testimonials all day, but you know, they are unique. Um, and I just couldn't, you know, but when it hit me one day when I was like, I track this stuff all day. Like I, I, I literally look at data all day on how things are doing. I was like, I can prove to them that I'm good. If, if they, if they gave me like a a really small budget and gave me a really small window, I could show them, bam, look, we made a difference. And then it hit me. I could put marketing agency versus marketing agency and have them compete and have them literally prove which one of these two is better. And that's in my kitchen out of nowhere is how compete agency was born. Yeah. I was realizing I can, I can host marketing competitions and you hire the winner period. You know, it's not who has a prettier presentation that always bothered me that like, marketing pitches these days turned into who can make the prettiest PowerPoint. You know, it's like, yeah, right. It's, it's in like awards these days, you can just go buy awards. You know, you just go apply to some marketing award and they say, congratulations, you won the award. Now you owe us a few thousand dollars, you know, it's, so it's hard to get real testimonials, but if you can get someone to literally market your product, improve, they can st- spend $200 and turn it into $400. I mean, that's, that's pretty powerful. So. Why?
0: I, and, and I mean, this is, this is honestly, this is why you're on this. I, why I think that's such a disruptive model is because it shifts from the, it, it shifts the focus to results. Yes. To results. Data. I'm no longer just a digital marketer because I took a course at my community college and now I'm going to do digital marketing or I'm uh, seeing can, all these people that are you know, selling digital marketing sure. like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're saying, "Okay, you're good at it. Great. Show us. Show yeah. us in tangible prove data that and, and prove it compared to others. Yes. And, in and context.
1: Context. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and I love it because you're you're saying, you know, here's the budget. Everybody, you're going to be doing it side by side versus, mm-hmm. hey, you give me twenty thousand dollars and we'll see if it works. I, pr- I promise it'll work. But if, if I fail, yeah. then you've got to go spend $20,000 somewhere else to be able to try try them.
1: Yeah, so, totally. Tell and, us what
0: kind of results you're working with. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, the same. the other thing that's funny is like you, you know, a typical, you know, marketing agency will, you know, have a client for a couple of years and then some other agency convinces them that we'll do so much better than those guys and then they do incrementally but they're also kind of riding the other teams' coattails you know like they got yeah. them to where they are and so you're you're never comparing apples to apples you know and so yeah compete agency it just started with me calling up a bunch of my marketing friends other people that owned agencies a couple of past clients and just like would you do this like would would you compete would would you would you like not do a pitch and just show up and start marketing for someone. And I was blown away by like the marketing agencies, there's a lot of really great marketing agencies and there's a lot of crappy ones, but the good ones honestly think they're the best in the world. And so when I say all you have to do is market for a customer for 14 days, 30 days, and beat out two other agencies and the customer's yours, no questions asked, they I mean, it's almost unanimous. Every single agency is like, yeah. "We will compete. We want to try." it has been fun. Uh,
0: tell us who you're working with. Tell us what you've seen as a result of that, because I know there's been a yeah. couple in-house marketers who have lost their jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. I can't share all of my. The, Don't the give clients. me specifics of who. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, there's been some. You know, it's been cool too that like. Um, we don't really have a niche, you know, cause every competition's unique. We've done, um, and I've talked to Shane, he's the owner of Q He's a fun one. Um, he's totally down for me to share everything. So we'll, we can get into some of his stuff. Uh, but there was an example of an in-house marketer got thrown into the competition. I'll never do this again, but they made, it was for an app and they made their marketing intern compete against these other agencies to keep his job and it was like if you beat these other agencies we'll keep you around because we want to see how good you actually are anyways it was so it was so toxic it, it was during our beta yeah um, he ended up doing great actually um and 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 that kind of worked out he he stuck on another agency one but he did he did and that's what's fun too is yeah there's he a did good enough but yeah, he 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 brought to the table some ads that no one had considered before, and so they were like, "Okay, cool. Why don't you be the account manager with this marketing agency?" Um, and so it was a win-win because you know the agency won, they got the client, and then the the guy didn't get fired. Um, he took um, his data and their data, and they put it together, and now they're 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 crushing it. So it's been really. I, interesting. I love it. I. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say I've been, I've been in more than one
0: online battles with marketers where I'm like, no, if you're that good, go to compete agency, prove it, show it. Like, yeah,
1: no, we've got some good leads. I don't think everybody loves that. No, not everyone does. And what, what's funny is like pitching a client is actually a lot of work. Like building those pitch decks, you know, I talked to one really big agency out of Salt Lake and they were saying they, they'll spend $10,000 in man hours just wow. for a pitch. And, and then and then a lot of times those guys are flying out, they're staying in hotels and, and they're meeting with the client all for the client to say, oh no, we're gonna go with this other agency because my cousin told me they're actually better than you. Like that you can lose the pitch for any reason and that's it. You know, th- this yeah. is, you know, the, the contest is anonymous. And if you are, objectively better than the other competitors you win no questions asked and then we introduce you hey so the their real name is this and it's such a cool it's so cool to introduce a client to like their hero and and this is month 1 right like instead yeah. of normally when you hire an agency it's like <laughs> it's like it's like okay here's some money now like show me what you know i don't trust you show me show me some magic you know and, and as an agency you're constantly trying to say okay it's going to take some time like the first post right going to crush it we need to learn um but when when an agency has just beat out two other agencies and the customer gets to meet them it's actually it's it's pretty cool it's pretty fun i love starting that the relationship that way um and then we just have uh, and it's probably so what you awesome. want to get into we just have like a ton of really cool data after the competition of of, And the client gets to see all of it, right? Like, like agency one, agency two, agency three. What did they all do that was really well that we can now use in our upcoming campaigns? Um, that to me, yeah. I just love data, so that's fun. I
0: love that. I just feel like you're you're ripping the lid off marketing. You're making it visible. You're making it, yeah. you know, uh, focused on the results. And then you you provide the the value that you know people who don't win they may get some insight as to what they could be doing better. People Mm -hmm. who do win, they then get access to what the others are not doing well. So or or what they did did well. So it just I I love the model. I wanna I know I'm just keeping track of time and I know you've got a presentation. I would love to go through that and show us some of the things that compete agency and and your agency are finding and how can we make our marketing of our businesses
1: better. Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, bring that up and we can go through it. Um... These are some from remembering, um, just really simple examples. Some of the most recent examples. Um, and, and there's, these are the top level results. And so you can go in and get more nitpicky, but I thought these were just really powerful because like certain things, you know, like, you know, Oh, this is better than this, but sometimes you don't realize how much better it is. Um, so you can, you can keep driving Jared. That's fine. Or did you give me control? Yep. So I've got you control. You control. So you should be able to fancy take it away. So yes. Yeah, so the this was um, a presentation um, I did that that focused on like A/B tests, right? Like at the end of here, um, there's a magazine I was using that that showed some really cool stats. We share that. But at the beginning, it was showing some of the compete agency stuff that we've learned. And so yeah, let's just let's just dive into it. Yeah. Um, take
0: take us through some of that, and we'll pepper you with questions. Please.
1: So, yeah. So here's a great example. And so here's a Shane's company. I was telling you about Q ball. So Q ball, they were on shark tank. They got a deal with Mark Cuban. Really, really cool. And you know, he was like, dude, this, is, this is about to go live. I need a good agency. And I was like, well, let's do a competition See who can do it the best. And so they have benefited tremendously um, from this. They um, I think, I think they earned back their competition cost in like two days. of wow. Like the entire wow cost over 14 days, then made it back in, in two days. I mean, it was really powerful. Um, and here's a cool example of showing one agency really, really focused on image ads. You know, image with a story, image with a story, kind of your, your, your normal go-to marketing 101 stuff on Facebook. And then another agency focused on video ads and they took the client's existing content and cut it up into these little snippets, these little mini ads. And so the question is, tell me, mm -hmm. sorry, let's, before we we get into that and the
0: the results, because let's maybe take it down a scale. I know you're working with, in many cases, large companies, you've worked with some smaller companies, but let's just take the, you know, your average small business, you know, maybe doing a million in revenue, maybe even less. What is why do you think people are drawn, or why why do you think people choose to do images versus videos? And kind of, what's the argument for both sides?
1: Um, I think I think I think it all actually goes all the way back to like you know the, the Google ads. Like, it really was banner ads. Like, that's that was the start of you know, an ad with a visual, it always was, you know, just a straight up image and what can you do in that little space? And so I think, and most of the time when you're doing a Facebook feed, that's what you're used to seeing is just a quick image with a little story, right? This is what grandma says This is what brother says. Um, and so it's like, Oh, this is what cue ball says. Um, but you know, and honestly it's a lot easier to go snap a picture of your product than it is to do production and take a video of your, product, right? Like I think ease, Um, and, and just messaging, right? Like you can, with images, you can just say, you know, does this word work better than, than these words in the same image? Um, and so it's a little bit more complex when you deal with video, um, but, but you, you need to try it. You know, there's, there's carousels, there's, um, product feature pages. There's, there's, there's messaging. You can do message ads now, right? Where like you'll literally get a message And it'll ping you and say, hey, so-and-so, did you know I'm doing this? And it's like, it's actually an ad, it's a bot. So there's a huge amount of different stuff you can do. Um, But as we looked over this contest and specifically, um, we saw that, you know what, these guys didn't even do any video. They didn't take advantage of that at all. How did they do on the whole versus um, this agency that really focused on video ads? How did they do on the whole? and like, awesome! You know, so, all of these things are multipliers. So, so yeah,
0: I, I want people who are watching either live or in during the replay, just look and say, okay, what is your vote? Image versus video, and type it in the comments. What do you think is more effective? And then, Scott, you can reveal what what the reality
1: is. The big reveal, um, the winner's video by by far. Um, so, in the same, this is so the. The context of these numbers is they had the exact same spend. So they literally each spent, let's say, a thousand dollars. So a thousand dollars on image ads and a thousand dollars on video ads. And these were the differences. And they tweaked as they went and they tried to do better. Um, But if you just look at it holistically, over 162 percent increase in just reach. So not only did they see more people, but then over a thousand percent in clicks. And so not only did they see more people, but they also, the more people more often clicked. And so they had way, just an astronomical amount of traffic compared to the image ads. And so it was like, the the, the guys that focus on video ad destroyed everyone else, they they really just, it was no contest. No one could catch them at, by the end of the, the competition. It was very yeah. obvious, these guys won, so. And then one because of video. So you this, know?
0: Slide, this slide right here, I, I saw you presenting this at you know, one of the, the networking groups that we go to that we're, mm-hmm. where we met and this slide is the one where I was like, I gotta bring that on, on my yeah. show. I've gotta give that to my people yes. because- We did it. I mean, we The arrived.
1: message here is through video,
0: right? I mean,
1: yeah. that's what well, you take away of, here. So a lot of things are happening behind the scenes. So Facebook is in competition right now with YouTube. Facebook is subsidizing your video ads because they want to take video, um, ad, they want to take video eyeballs, traffic reach from YouTube. So they want you to come to Facebook to entertain yourself with funny videos and cat videos and whatever else you watch on YouTube. Facebook's trying to steal that traffic away. And so what they're doing right now, you need to take advantage of this is they're subsidizing, they're making it a dollar on a video goes way further. Um, mm. On Facebook than it does on YouTube, and so uh, yeah, it, awesome. it's Very powerful. And the other thing, Jared, you're crushing it. Is you know if I if I and I had this conversation just last week, someone was asking me, you know, if what do I need to be doing? How much? Where do I need to spend money? And Facebook Live, Facebook Live is is honestly key to success right now because especially for smaller businesses, maybe not like really big ones, but if you're starting off. And one of the reasons is is because when you go live, you Facebook does a push notification to your friends, right? You can't pay for that. So Facebook literally won't even let you pay for a push notification to a person that says, Hey, come check out Q Ball. Only if you go live will it do that for you automatically. And what's great about live, it's free. So it literally is yeah. free exposure. I mean even if you even if you post on your Facebook page and you don't boost it, it's I think it's like two it used to be 10%, but now I think it's like 2 or 3% of your users will even see your own post. Wow. So Facebook wow. Live is essential to any marketing. And again, it's because YouTube Live, Facebook Live, there and that's the you know, say what you will about Capitalism and contests, but it create brings the price down. <laughs> competition, yep, competition, for sure, it's a beautiful thing. And so, their Facebook Live is pushing really hard to make people go live more often because there's huge benefits that come with it. Um, so, video is love that
0: one, one marketing thing. I'm doing good. We're gonna, yeah, yeah. gonna keep tally
1: oh. as we go through this. We're doing it
0: right <laughs> now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, me next one. Here we go. Okay, so this is a really cool test. So um, this is, uh, they 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 wanted to see like what types of images work best. So you can see um, each of these is a different campaign. Each of these actually had their own landing page that also told a similar story. So we start from the control ad. I don't know if that's right or left, um, but the control ad, we tried to say, and by the way, if you're a fly fisher, go check out bug club, here's a little pug, plug for a client of mine, Um, really cool stuff. Um, But basically it was, what without any frills, without any marketing lingo, what do we sell? What is the simplest way to just, what is it? And that's what that ad is. Um, The next one over is kind of, and I think a lot of uh, founders and stuff kind of lean naturally towards this. And that's like the inspiration. It's like, how does my product make you feel? um and then the other one over was like gifting so the idea is is that you know what i think a lot of people will be buying this product actually for someone else and so that let's make that the story and so after you clicked on this ad you went to a landing page i had that same image and the same story and and there you go oh so you clicked okay so this first one and this is good we get into numbers so you guys can kind of see how expensive your industries are and so CPC is cost per click. So every time someone clicks anywhere, can they see my mouse, Jared? Can you see my mouse? Uh, I I don't know. I can't see your mouse. I can see your mouse. So um, any like, comment, share, anytime you click on the image, any of these ads, you click anywhere. That's what the all is. So all, oh, you're fine, dude. So all clicks is um, 26 cents for that ad. And cost per mill CPM. This is if you wanted to just just pure get exposure. Um, cost per mill is a thousand, so it's cost per thousand eyeballs. Um, mm. And so, like someone like a Ford would use this because you don't have to educate people on what a Ford truck is. You just need to remind yeah. people that Ford trucks are still around. You know, so when they're in the market for a truck. Oh yeah, Ford, look how badass that picture is, you know? So that's CPM, so just saying it costs you about 10 bucks, $9.30 for a thousand views. Click through rate, this is very important. So if you show this to a hundred people, 3.54, even though we don't count half humans, but (laughs) 3.54 would click on this ad. So that shows how relevant your ad is, how much, you know, and and all of these are going to fly fishers, people who have shown interest Facebook to to fly fishing. So it's a very generic, just not fly fishers who are into tying their own flies. This is just the category as a whole. Relevancy score. So relevant score is something Facebook makes up. Um, They don't tell us how they do it, but essentially it's a scale from one to 10. And they, I think it's mostly click through rate. It mostly just, Because Facebook, like Google, they want to show their users things that their users like, right? If it's a crappy ad that no one's clicking on and it's very annoying, they'll stop showing it. And so Mm -hmm. this got a relevancy score of six out of 10. Um, I typically will not do ads if they're lower than a five. Um, So six is borderline Ideally you want it at close to an eight. That means that ad is real nice for that audience you're going after. So here's the inspiration. So you can see it's a little bit more expensive. So 45 cents a click. The cost per mil, see this is interesting. The cost per mill is about the same. So, mm-hmm. so your reach, your ability to get into, in front of eyeballs, is it costs about the same for both of these messages, which makes sense because you know, it's just bug club trying to get in front of someone, and then their click-through rate is much lower, and you can see that's reflected in the relevant score. So, for the same hundred dollars, right, the one on the left, you're literally going to get more traffic than you would for the one on the right because, or the one in the middle, the inspiration had because it costs more every time someone clicks. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I think that's interesting to see, because, and especially in my space, there's mm-hmm. just a overkill, if you will, of the inspirational type of posts and ads and imagery, <laughs> yeah, right? And then you're showing here that like, here we've got a box on a porch that is, I know. people are clicking through at a higher rate than oh, yeah. you know, the serenity <laughs> of being the one guy out on the and on, on the t- lake
1: fly fishing. Totally. <laughs> as a marketer, like I always believe in like sell the benefit, like, like sell the dream, sell the value. It's like,
0: but yeah. sometimes
1: like people just want to know what the heck this thing is. You know, it's like, it's like I can't even get inspired because I don't even know how I'm getting there. Like, are you selling, <laughs> like, are you a tour guide? Are you going to take me to that river? Yeah. You know, it's like, like start somewhere some tangible stuff. Um. Okay. Oh, you know, what's funny is, Oh, there we go. So there's the last one. So most expensive CPM is actually the cheapest. So that's really interesting that it costs. If you just wanted to get in front of a lot of people and get a lot of exposure, this is the cheapest one. Look at that click through rate 1.9. And it actually has a decent so relevant m- score. That's interesting. The, me- <laughs> the message, the message
0: here for businesses is what we're looking at three different types of ads. One clearly would most, most founders would probably say, well, that's not inspiring. That's boring. It doesn't highlight my product. It's not, it doesn't speak to our brand. So what is the message for businesses as we look at these three options and the results of, you
1: know, the, the box on the porch? Well, the first message than Amazon has totally brainwashed us. Yeah. Yeah. We're all brainwashed anyways. (laughs) But I think, I think the main message, if I had anything to say was that, you need to test. Like you, if you're not doing AB tests right now, if you're running ads, you better be running two identical ads with one thing that's different because you want to learn, is this a good picture? And you know, let's say you just ran the inspiration ad. Is that good? Is it cost per click, 45 cents good? I w- Yes, I just ran some ads uh, for competing agency yesterday and they were, they were $2 clicks. But wow. compared, compared to what, right? And so when you run right. operation ad next to this control ad, you see, oh, these are these are 15 cents. You know, I don't know the math, but these, these, are, these, are, these are a little bit more expensive. It, this actually isn't, it's good, but it's not, it can be better. And so you always, always run two ads, um, at least at a minimum, give them the same audience, give them the same amount of money and, and see where they land. Uh, Cause otherwise you're not learning. Yeah. You just, oh, that was good. But like, how good? You know, like you can't, you need something to compare it to. So that'd be my first thing is like always be testing. The second thing is, is sometimes realize that you are not your customer. And so a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll have our designers design ads that we like, but like, I'm actually not in the market for this product, or I think I am, but I'm really not my ideal customer. Right. And so yeah. you kind of have to, the only way to learn that is to stick it out there and test it. And, and the data wins, right? You can say all day that you like the picture of the two guys staring at you, but the data just says that the Facebook users don't.
0: Yeah. And I think another, another thing that business owners and entrepreneurs specifically should be thoughtful about here is, you know, it, it's hard to put something out there and have it get no likes have it get no views, have it just, you know, and so this gives you the opportunity to to validate that, hey, your your idea, your vision, your passion, it's not a waste. It's not all, you know, it's not all for naught. It really does matter how you package it, how you send it out. So, you know, if you're not doing those tests, trying different things to really validate what does work, then you might just be giving up. You might just be feeling like a failure for no reason. Just get out there and try and see what works.
1: I think that's great, Jared. And the other thing too is like, like you really need to go after it. Like, you know, expect to fail. Expect your first ads to suck. Like they should, they should be the worst ads you ever do. And then you learn and learn and tweak and change. And then you have good ads. Like the first few months of ad spend, it honestly is an an education spend. Like think of it like tuition. Like you need to get out there and see what people like or don't like what people react to. Um, And what's cool too is like we've taken this data and we've made changes to their website. So now that we know that that box picture does so well, there's less and less, you know, the inspiration pictures are still there. They're just lower on the page or they're deeper inside the website. Because if someone's been on your website for three minutes and they've clicked on ten pages, they're they're probably inclined yeah. to see that inspiration stuff. They want to go deeper. They want to see cooler stuff. They want to learn more information. And we just learned that you know the simpler message in this case is is winner for um, most of the customers. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, you ready for another one? So this yeah, is actually so cool. You guys get to see this because we took the learnings from that last test. And then we did it again. So now that we've learned that that box picture wins, now we wanna control what's more powerful. So if you're looking just at those last two, what's more powerful, a Father's Day special or the control? Or, or again, just straight up, this is what you get. You get 34 hand picked, da 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 da. So what message is stronger? That's that test. And then over here, the ad content. So again, let's challenge this thing, let's beat this ad. And here's a picture of a bunch of stuff that comes in your box, right? So, and this has a Father's Day message.
0: The actual product, right? That's the actual product. Yeah, if you were to open the
1: box, you'd see stuff like that inside of it. Mm -hmm. Right, which seems like something you'd want to know. Um, So this is cool too, because we got some Google analytics with it. So the top section there is how this adds traffic. we, We made unique codes that track that ad specifically and how that traffic is treated by the website compared to just your general traffic. So bounce rate, 74%. That's actually not that bad. Um, I, I just say, if you keep your bounce rate wow. below 80% and your bounces, is, um, you know, for every 100 people that show up, Unfortunately, 74 of them just disappeared. They accidentally clicked on your ad. They just got a phone call. They didn't do anything on your face, on your, on your face, <laughs> on your page. Uh, <laughs> Don't do it on my face. Yeah, time. So
0: this is through Facebook still. This is not their website bounce rates. This is the ad, bounce rate.
1: So no, this is, they clicked on the ad and that Google Analytics is their, is their um, website data oh gotcha so we're okay, combining so the is, okay the yep. bottom. so you can see google gotcha. analytics and then facebook data so the facebook data is the performance of the ad and the google analytics is the performance of that traffic that that ad produced so they've left facebook yep. and they've gone to your website um, so again if you if you just ran one ad this is what you'd see and you would only be able to compare that to like your cost okay did we make a dollar right? It's a kiss. So unless you're running another ad, you don't get to compare it. So right away we find out, oh, look, this second control <laughs> ad bounced less. So already yeah. this this ad on the right, um, the, the people by about 10% are more, stay longer on average. Um, and they do, they stay a little bit longer. So 1.5 seconds or one, they see more pages and they see, they stay significantly longer. So they stay on average 46 seconds. Um, then you go down into the cost. This one's less expensive. It's got a better relevancy score. It's click-through rate is higher. It's significantly higher, all click-through rate. So we didn't beat it, right? And so now we right. see does this one beat the basic straight up, no. So you can see all the bold is the highest in its category. So it won in every category oh. except for bounce rate. And it's actually pretty close, 68 compared to 67. So they saw more pages. They stayed longer. It cost the least, better score. They clicked more. I mean, won in everything. Um, so so we continue to just try and beat this ad. I mean, it, it, I, uh, I call it the king ad. You know, you, you Hopefully you can get to a place where you have a king ad and you just can't beat it. And then yeah. what's fun? sorry, I'm, I'm like getting into like the next level, but the next level is, and then you have that king ad and now you start testing that king ad against different subgroups. So where is it? Does that ad work really well with 45 to 50 year olds compared to 35 to 25 year olds, right? Is that a good ad for millennials? Probably they love Amazon, they love packages, right? So, so should you just be showing that yeah. ad to younger audience versus maybe that ad on the far left actually does really well with an older audience so there's all sorts of things you can test so fun so that so so let me because
0: i i I think i want to go this direction Mm -hmm. are you suggesting that people start with let's just make the ad don't narrow the target very much in the beginning find Mm -hmm. the ad that works and then start messing because i mean i know facebook you can you could spend all day in there yeah yeah get different into demographics subgroups and craziness and
1: yeah so i would say and this has been the case with most of our competitions i would say that the vast majority of companies out there think they know their audience but actually have no clue they think they're you know everyone in the world right now wants to say oh i'm i'm for millennials like are you <laughs> you know, like, like yeah, don't know. So I would would cast when you're in this testing, when you first start testing, I would cast as wide as a net as possible. Obviously you want to be niche, right? We are, this is a fly fishing box. We are advertising to fly fishers, but we didn't really tweak too hard all the micro stuff down below that. Um, and so I would, I love that. A wide, and then once you have a winner, then you can start tweaking your, your, your interest, sub interest groups and start challenging your assumptions. Cause you think you want to, yeah. you know, advertise to millennials, but do, you know, that again, like my whole premise now is like, test it, prove it. Like show me the data that yep. says your product is. What evidence do you have? Years. Yeah. Cause then then there's no discussion. Then it's not made up. It's not someone's opinion, right? Yeah,
0: because mentally, I'm thinking, okay, here's somebody just starting out, they're all passionate, all excited, they make a bad ad, right? So they make yeah, a poor which, ad. And then is, they try to just like narrow it down. Sure. But they just yeah. try to narrow it down. And they uh, put it out there and it gets zero result. Yeah, and mentally, what that does to somebody mm-hmm. to feel, you know, uh, belief in their business belief that they can make it happen. So I like the the progression of start with just an ad you know obviously making sure that you're still hitting your niche but then once you find an ad that's working then start to look at okay now i'm going to really narrow in the demographics and do a b testing in that group so that's great i I love it
1: you know what's a good and all my
0: profile pictures and all my images are now going to be you know yeah Brown cardboard
1: box then you can take so. what you learned that actually this profile picture is better than this one you know what's a really cool test um i bet in, in your space you're familiar with four hour work week oh yeah so um he says it in the book the reason do you know why it's called four hour work week uh, really cool i do
0: story. not i I've, i have not read it actually
1: oh okay it's a great book it's what kind of started me on like hey i don't know if i want to work for someone my whole life um so this is so cool so what he and this is back in the day right this i don't know what this was early 2000s but um he tested six hour work week 10 hour work week four hour work week two hour work week he tested all these numbers and four hour work week had the best click through the most people reacted to four hour work week so the book is called four hour work week it's not because, <laughs> the, yeah, isn't that hilarious? It's not because the four <laughs> happens to be his target number. I mean, he acts like it throughout the book, but then he tells you, actually, the only reason this is called 4-Hour Workweek is because I tested it and the number four, for whatever reason, reacted the yeah. best audience and it made him a bestseller, right? Just because he had already tested it. Yeah, so, don't, you know, you gotta test your assumptions. You think you know, Like another one is like even products like this that are clearly, typically this would be for the male gender. But if you don't test the women, you don't realize that women are buying these for males, right? Or I mean, maybe there's a really cool sub- of, you know, fly fishing for women group that gets a hold of this. And all of a sudden, you've got 10 sales you weren't expecting. And so you can, you have these assumptions, but you, you need to challenge them. You need to have data to prove, yes, we did this and these were the results. And so we had a hypothesis and the results. Again, you, there's always other things going on, but you can say it seems to indicate that our assumption is correct or our assumption is false. Powerful. Powerful. Cool. Awesome. All right. What's next? This is fun. Okay, cool. So this is just, these are just, let's just 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 blast through these, Jared, if you're cool with that, because- Sounds good. Yep. Out of a magazine I had, but I just loved, again, it has data with them, so it's worth sharing. And these won't always be true for your brand. For instance, this is testing the exact same two pages, except one has a red button and one has a green button. So which one's going to win? Now, what's important here is, let's say your brand is- green based, right? Like mine, Compete Agency. We've got green all over the place. So yeah. what green button work? It's already at a disadvantage, right? Because it has less contrast with the rest of my brand. So you got to kind of take these with a grain of salt, but they are fun to look at and then you can test them later on your website. Um, so green button- Because right red.
0: now I'm, I'm thinking, I look at them, I say, well, red. Red means stop, green means go. Green wins.
1: Yeah. What's the answer, yeah. Scott? So this, in this test, the conversion rate was increased by red. So in traditionally I've seen red wins most of the time, just in general, um, red, you know, targets brand is red by design. Like red actually creates action. Red is an aggressive color. Um, and you get into color theory and stuff that I don't know too much. Green makes you feel safe, but it also in this case makes you click less. All right, I know, right? It's like, but again, you wouldn't know. Uh, Yeah. So here's a cool one: a thirty-day trial versus a seven-day trial. So again, of course, hopefully a thirty-day. It's like, would you like a hundred dollars back, or would you like fifty dollars back? Like a hundred dollars back. Oh, sorry, I'm. Oh, you're good you cheating. You wanted to see the number. You wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I
0: was like, what? I can't stand it anymore. Tell me what the answer
1: is. But (laughs) so we know, we know 30 should win, but by how much, right? That's what this is really testing. Then you can control that to your cost of giving up another 28 days. So let's jump in. How much better is it? So it is a hundred percent, 110% better. So literally converting twice as much. 33% compared to seven points. Oh, so those are percent, but 0.33 compared to 0.17. So significantly better for a 30 day. And if you have a soft good, like a a trial period or like a class that actually doesn't cost you, then I would bump it to 30. What does 60 do? I mean, you know, get it out there.
0: And there's a higher chance that your people will
1: probably forget that they signed up for it and then they'll be locked in forever. Right. And then they stay, but again, (laughs) that's an assumption. You got to test that, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next one. So this is a cool one. Um, And again, we should know which one wins. Right. And so what this is testing is if you, if you zoom in, you don't have to zoom in, but it actually is, they both have the exact same options. You can either pay all up front or you can, pay in two different payments separately over time. And so all this is testing is, um, one of them is auto selected one time payment and the other one is auto selected two time payment. So it's not testing a different price. They're both around $500, it's just pay 250 twice. Or pay- How do you wanna pay it? Yep, how do you wanna pay it? And so, and you'll see this over and over again. Whoops, the fade, Uh, it won by 200%. So. It's definitely, it probably in your interest to test your payment options. You know, pay, you know, three times over 30 days. Do you have an annual membership? You know, and, and, and what's cool yeah. too, is like, you know if it's a hundred dollar membership for a year how many people convert? Versus what if they paid $10 a month for that same membership? All of a sudden the annual, yep. your revenue is $120 but I guarantee, nah, I can't guarantee it, but most likely your conversion rate will skyrocket. <laughs> we can make an now assumption. The, now, that, now you're only asking for 10 bucks, right? Yeah, yep. Yep, and you're, you might well, end up have making you?
0: I want to make a plug here. Have, have you as a marketer, have you read the book Contagious? No. So it's a pretty, I, I don't know how new it is. I feel like mm-hmm. it's pretty new, but it is a marketing book. And they, do, they actually break down some a bunch of case studies uh, on this exact like how much oh, should wow. you um, advertise? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they, they find that based on what your overall cost is of the product, that determines how much you break it down into three payments or two payments or a 50% discount or 20%, whatever it looks like. So, so there's so, like categories, like
1: if, if your product is a hundred dollars or more or- 50. Exactly. Oh cool. They use the example of like a like two grills. If you
0: look at a grill, you know, grill A and it has $75 off and grill B and it's you know $150 off. Hmm. How which one or which one would you look at? And anyway, it's it's a good book. So definitely check it out. But oh. it speaks to this specifically.
1: Okay. Um, again this is testing a one time payment or a three time payment. Da da da, da. sales increase by 75%. Could you use 75% more sales? Yes, yes, you could. So remember, <laughs> these, are, these are receiving the same amount of traffic. Same, let, let, you know If you spend yeah. $100 of traffic over here and $100 of traffic over here, you'll have 75% more sales on that same hundred bucks if you just changed your pricing model. Um, the, the free word, this one's hilarious. So, so I love it because it's like, sign up now it is free. Like you're not asking anything. It, it's like, give me your email address. And then there's other ones saying, give me your email address for free. Like that's like, like that costs something. Yeah. And you've got this 28% increase because you put the word <laughs> it's free next to it. It's free. Yeah. And it free actually, there's a, I forget what book it is, but it goes into like the, like, I think there's like serotonin release when we see the word free, we get like literally like biologically excited. Um, so free yeah. whenever you can work it in is a powerful word.
0: It also is that principle of reciprocity, right? I'm going to give you something for free yeah. and then you're going to feel yeah. internally obligated to now mm-hmm. give me something. i.e., your yeah. money, time, et cetera. So attention.
1: Totally. Yeah. Is it, was, it was Gary V the jab, 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 right hook, you know? Yeah. There you go. Yep. Um, A button at the top of the page and then the other example had the button at the bottom of the page. And so where's your call to action? How much are you making someone read first or scroll to then take action? Um, There's some really cool uh, stuff you can do there, but just moving the location of the button 25% more um, because it was higher on the page. Most
0: landing pages I see now have them both, right? Top and bottom.
1: Yeah, you should should probably, yeah, offer. I mean, really, no matter where you scroll, if you scroll down, there should always be a clear one area of what you want the person to do. So sometimes if you're not telling them where to click, then they won't click. Um, They like to be told what to do. So this is very clear, obviously. I want you to click on this big yellow button And 25% more often they did. They did. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it has free. So double whammy. Double whammy. It's free to start your trial. Yeah. (laughs) So we did it, Jer.
0: Hey, I, this, I mean, just such good insight that a lot of this is, you don't need to necessarily pay somebody to go make these changes. You can make these changes on your own. Mm -hmm. It's not overly complicated. It's just a matter of being maybe a little more critical of what you're putting out there and being more thoughtful about how people are engaging with it. And to your point, just testing, testing, testing.
1: I mean, the easiest thing right now is if you were running a Facebook ad, go to that ad, there's a duplicate button on that ad, click duplicate and change one thing, add the free word and then throw them up against each other. See how they do. I mean, this, this stuff isn't, isn't difficult. These software programs are built to have you do this.
0: How how much time should you put an ad out there and test it and allow it to be you know going? Because I know, yeah, and myself included. There's been times where I put it out and it's like, wow, nothing's happening. It's been three minutes. Wow, nothing's still happening. It's been yeah. an hour. Wow, it's it's now nighttime yeah. and nobody's clicked. I'm done. I'm not you know throwing any more money out the window. So what's the yeah. good rule of thumb?
1: That's true. It's 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 less about the amount of time and it's more about the amount of clicks so like you if you run you know for whatever it costs and for however fast you can do it if you can get a thousand clicks through something compared to something else like you you, you most likely will have clear results um i you know i typically say every test is probably around 100 bucks you want to spend before you make a call um at a minimum Um, Just because, and a lot of times you'll see those indications early, but yeah, to your point, it's like, what if your users aren't on, on the weekends and you ran your test on the weekend, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, or or they're making their purchasing decisions on the weekend and you ran it during the week. And so you need to, you know, run every day of the week. How does it do all times? Are you running at night? Yeah. Your spend running out before the ad can run through the night um, I mean, there's. It, it's less about like you need to run it for at least two days. It's more like you need to run it so that you get significant amount of clicks. Um, you know, and typically around a hundred bucks, you, you can start to get there. Um, so pay the
0: money, get the clicks, learn, make adjustments, yeah. tweak,
1: just accept move that, on that it's, and forward. it's education at this point, especially when you're starting from zero. Yeah. Like you are paying to learn you're not paying for sales yet. Those happen later. Um, Hopefully they show up. But then when they show up, you're like, how'd that happen? (laughs) And then (laughs) then you've got to look through the data and be like, okay, this one came from here and this is why. Okay. Is that why? Like test it. Then you do a test to show, oh, it was because of that image. So.
0: Well, one thing I learned from this is kind of play king of the mountain with your ads, you know, put those ads out there, see which one leads. And then make it compete with other ads, you know, use what you learned from that one and go to the next one. And that's something, you know, I know I could do a better job with lots of businesses could probably do a better job with.
1: Even if I'm running another AB test, I'll always run the King ad against it. Just so I have another anchor of, of like, like, this is the normal and this is how these two did. So this one won, but did it beat my King ad as well? You know? I love it.
0: I love it. Well, Scott, we are at the end of time, a little bit over. Appreciate you being Sweet. flexible. Any yeah, last fun. thoughts or ways that people can get in, in
1: touch with you? Oh yeah. So, um, compete agency. Um, it's just compete dot agency. Um, no.com as we've learned, it's, it's uh, a yeah. R- rookie novelty. Yeah. <laughs> www.compete.agency. That's it. Um, and then my email is S Scott Sorensen. So it's just ss at compete.agency. So please reach out. Um, love to just even jam on your business and uh, give some free advice for whatever that's worth. I said free. Um, and yeah, I'd yeah, love to, to run a competition if it makes sense.
0: Hey, you are awesome. Really appreciate the time. You've, Thanks, you've got such a great track record of, of entrepreneurship. And I know you are a lover of execution. So if you are somebody yeah. looking to get Go things up. done, like, Rub elbows with this guy because he he will elevate your game to the next level. Thanks yeah, so much. We'll no have problem. you on again, I'm sure. and definitely cool. appreciate it, Scott. All right. all right, my friend. Take care, Jim. Have
1: a good one. See ya. Bye.
0: Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Scott. He is an absolute stud when it comes to marketing, doing some awesome things. We didn't even get into all of his other businesses, but he, as I said, Is a serial entrepreneur, always has some new idea, and is very well connected, able to really bring those ideas to fruition through this love of execution. So he's got kind of a, a short patience for those who like to talk about things versus getting out there and doing things. So he's totally a doer. So if you love this episode, if it helped you, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways are. You can connect with me on Facebook in my group, Own Your Business or on my page, Jared J. Greer, Executive Coach. You can find me on Instagram, again, Jared J. Greer. And uh, let me know what you what you liked about this episode, how it impacted you, and what you're going to do moving forward. And of course, if you think of others who are struggling with their own marketing, they're looking for help, they're looking for guidance, then uh, share this episode with them, connect with Scott, connect them with Scott. Uh, and he you know, is very willing to have those conversations and give out some advice that can help people get back on the path. So thank you again for listening to this episode of Own Your Business, and we will catch you next time.